not Pastor Eben's word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, thank you today for your word. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. I pray that he will be magnified and everything that is said and done will bring you glory and will push every person closer to him. And Jesus, I surrender for what you want to say and do to these singles today. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Let everybody say amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. When you have a heart for people, because I believe every pastor must keep his ear to heaven and his heart towards people. And when you have a heart towards people, you want to share with them what God wants them to have. And uh, if there was ever a time that I'm stuck between two messages, it's today. But what I'm going to do, because, uh, you know, First Lady, I told her that the message that I did for the married people was so applicable for the singles that I was actually going to do it twice. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the points of this morning's first message. And then I'm going to ask you to go back and watch it. Because it's designed to help you prepare yourself for getting married. The message, the title is actually maturing in your marriage because uh, most people are not ready when they get married. And so the first point in this morning's message was marriage is not for children. It's not for children. The take home statement was sometimes we think we're ready, but we're not. The second point was your mouth shows your maturity. And these are points that you can actually apply right now because if your mouth is stinky, your marriage is going to be stinky. Uh, the third point was your mindset is what causes upset. We're talking about in a marital relationship. The fourth point was is your thinking why your marriage is stinking. And the whole uh, message was centered around when Paul said when I was a child, I thought like a child, I spoke like a child, I acted like a child. He said, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. And so the, the fourth point or the fifth point in the message this morning was you must put away what pushes your spouse away. And so there may be some things going on in your life right now that your future spouse is not going to be happy with. Well, why wait to get married and get rid of it when you can get rid of it now? So I'm going to encourage you to go back today and watch the married message uh, because today I'm going to actually do what has been in my spirit for about three weeks. And some of you all may not see the relevance of it because of what happened last week. Last week, something supernatural happened. And uh, I did an altar call to maintain your, uh, uh, what will we call it, celibacy. We'll call it that way. 
and uh uh, at least a minimum of a couple of hundred people, probably 300 people came and, and I, I, I laid hands on them and, and you all, a lot of you all participated in that. And, uh, I'm glad you made that decision because the message that's on my heart today is, is called Stop Having Sex. And you say, well, why, why, why do that message if we decided not to last week? Because faith comes by hearing. You can't have faith to do what you haven't heard. I mean, if a decision alone was good enough, then you'd have stopped a long time ago. So now, on, on one side, God now wanted you to commit. And now on this side, I'm going to educate you why you should. And so that way, when temptation comes, you can just play Pastor Eben. So before we get started, and I hope I can do all of this today, uh, but let me, let me give you, since most of you who are in here are, are ladies, uh, we have men in here too, but let me give you five rules for a player. So just look at your neighbor and say, have you been played? Have you been played? Have you been played? Let me give you five rules of a player. <laughs> you didn't have to answer them. You didn't have to answer. Girl, yeah, girl, yeah. Here's rule number one for a player. It's important to a player to have a woman who helps him at home, who cooks from time to time, and who cleans up and has a job. Here's rule number two for a player. It's important for a player to have a woman who will always be loyal and never cheat on him. Here's rule number three for a player. It's important to a player to have a woman who you can trust and doesn't lie to you. Here's number four. It's important to a player to have a woman who is good in bed and who likes to be, watch this now, intimate frequently. And here's number five. This is a very, very important rule uh, to a player is that these four women don't know each other. Get your neighbor again and say, yeah, I've been played, I've been played, I've been played, I've been played. So we're in, our, we're in our third week in our relationship series entitled Better Together. Amen. And this is, uh, if this is your first time joining us, in fact, if this is your first or second time, wave at us, wave, 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 wave. Come on, give our visitors a big hand clap. Thank you so much for joining us online and in person. And so if this is your first time, typically every September we split our services and our nine o'clock service is for our married group and our 11 o'clock service is for our singles. And so uh, you're here. That means you're single or you didn't know. Either way, I believe you'll be encouraged by the message today. And so I want to say this. I did say this to the nine o'clock uh, crowd. I want you all to go back and listen to the the last two messages, because I went back and watched them and listened to them, and it's very, very good information to help you stay as a solid single believer. Say amen to that. Amen. And so the, one of the reasons I want you to uh, go back and watch the last two messages is because faith not only comes by hearing, but faith, watch this now, stays by hearing as well. And that's why we should continuously, continuously hear the word so that your heart can stay in faith. And if you're taking notes today, the message title is like I said, it is stop having sex. And I did this message. I've only done this message once. I did it 10 years ago. But I believe it still applies today based on the altar call that we had last week. Say amen to that. And so the goal of the message today is to discover the biblical purpose of sex. 
and reveal how sex affects the life of a single person. And then finally, the goal of the message is to learn practical steps on how to manage your sex life in a godly way. Say amen to that. I believe sex is one of the most difficult and biggest challenges in the life of most singles. And I believe here's why. It's because the devil knows that if he can get you involved sexually, it can detour your purpose. It can deteriorate your quality uh, uh, Christian life. And then it can dominate your soul in a negative way. And then, of course, it can keep you from God's best. So let's just talk about very quickly the purpose of sex. Look at your neighbor and say the purpose of sex. The purpose of sex. And so they all start with P. The first uh, purpose of sex is procreation. We all we all know that. It's in Genesis chapter 1 verse 27. It said God created man in his own image. And in the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. The verse 28 says, and God blessed them. And he said to them, be fruitful and be and multiply and replenish. Say replenish. And replenish and subdue the earth and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air. And we can see in Genesis chapter 9 verses 1, that says, and God blessed Noah and his sons. And he said, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. So one of the reasons God created sex was for procreation. Everybody say procreation. The second one is for pleasure. It's for pleasure. And that's why most of us have it. Because it feels good. Genesis chapter 18 verse 11. It says now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age. It says and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself saying am I old or waxed old? Shall I have pleasure? My my Lord being old? She knew it was good. <laughs> Listen to Proverbs chapter 5 verse 15. In the living Bible it says drink from your own well my son, be faithful and true to your wife. Why should you beget children with women of the street? Why share your children with those outside your home? Be happy, yes. Rejoice in the wife of your youth. Let her breast and tender embrace and satisfy you. Thank you, Lord, for first lady. <laughs> I'm going to stay focused. Trust me. Let her love alone fill you with delight. Does that sound pleasurable? Yes. yes. And why delight yourself with prostitutes embracing what isn't yours? So everybody say procreation. procreation. Say pleasure. pleasure. Here's a third reason why God created sex is for prevention. First Corinthians chapter 7 verses 1 through 5 says, Now concerning the things which I wrote unto you, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. He said, but nevertheless, to avoid what? Fornication, let every man have his own wife and let every woman have her own husband. So it prevents, it prevents people from having fornication when you're married. Uh, that's what sex is for. And then 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 1, I'm going fast because I want to go somewhere. It says, now getting down to the questions you ask me in your letter to me, he says, first, it is a good thing to have sexual relations. Everybody say, it's a good thing. Certainly, but only within a certain context, it says. It's good for a man to have a wife and for a woman to have a husband. Sexual drives are strong, but marriage is strong enough to contain them and provide for a balanced and fulfilling sex life in a world of sexual disorder. Say amen to that. All right. So then, watch this now. Here's the fourth one. Am I on three or four? 
four, uh, here's a fourth reason why sex was created. It's to provide physical oneness. And this is what happens with marriages. When you stop having sex as a married person, just in case you're in the audience, it, what happens is that oneness begins to feel like two-ness. Genesis chapter 2 verse 24 says, Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and they shall be what, church? One flesh. And they were both naked, and the man and his wife were not ashamed. Second, First uh, Corinthians chapter 6 verse 15 says, Know you not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of an harlot? God forbid. What? Know you not? That he which is joined, that word joined is the word cleave. He who is cleaved to a harlot becomes one body. For two, he said, shall be what? One flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. And then you can read First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 15 through 17 in the NIV. I am not going to read that. Uh, so what I want to do now is jump in because... Being one or joining or cleaving to the flesh typically occurs when people have sex. And the average single does not know that being intimate with someone also causes soul ties. So what we're going to do at the end of service today, we're going to break soul ties that have been joined, that we've been joined with. We're going to do that. So let's talk about the problem with premarital sex. Let's talk about it. Because if you're having it or had it, we might as well talk about it, right? All right, if you haven't had to talk with your kids, somebody else doesn't talk to them, but let's just talk about it. All right, so what's the problem? First Peter chapter 2 verse 11 says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, listen to what he says, read it with me, abstain from fleshly lust which war against the soul. Now, the word soul or soul tie is an emotional, soulish attachment that occurs by intense interaction between individuals. That can be uh, an intense reaction between individuals, between objects or events, which it creates a controlling influence that tends to dominate that person's mind, their will and their thoughts and how they feel. So what I'm saying is when you have premarital sex, what it does, it creates an emotional attachment to a person, to an object, to a thing. And then what that does, it causes a controlling influence over you that dominates your will and your thoughts and your mind. And this is why it's very difficult to pull away from or to stop doing something. Amen, Pastor. Because God knew that sex outside of marriage is going to cause, you know, soul ties. And that's one of the main reasons he reserves sex for marriage. And so the lie that the devil tells a lot of people is, well, you're going to marry them. It's okay to have sex with them. The problem is you typically don't end up marrying them. Amen. And there are physical repercussions that occur from sex when you are single, but many singles never consider the impact, watch this, to the impact of their soul. Oh, they know, oh, there's a possibility I might get pregnant. There's a possibility I might walk away with a disease. They, they think about that, but they don't think of the impact that it could have on their soul. Say amen. And so if sex makes one flesh or sex makes me and that person become one flesh, then it affects my soul. And my soul affects my mind, my will, my thoughts, and how I feel. So whoever I'm intimate with has the potential to influence those areas of your life. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 6, 
verse 15, we read it because it talks about becoming one flesh. And so we read earlier where it tells us to abstain from fleshly lust. Abstain. Why? Because it wars against your soul. So anytime you get involved in activities, watch this, that are sexual related and you're not married, they begin to war against your soul because, look, you cannot do whatever it is in faith. And the Bible says whatever is not of faith is sin. So you end up doing something and you know it's sin and because you know it's sin, it wars against your soul and you can't have peace. Amen. So, it is your mind and your will and your thoughts and how you feel that gets impacted by when you have premarital sex. And so, there are some good soul ties. Soul ties are good. Some are good, but a lot of them are not. And most people don't understand how you get them. And soul ties can come, uh, and I'm going to give you the ways in which they come. But you can read First Samuel chapter 17, verses 57. I'm not going to read it, but it talks about David and how David... And his uh, friend Jonathan, how they had a soul tie. The Bible says their souls were knitted together. And so soul ties are real and some soul, soul ties are good. Having a soul tie with your marital mate is a good thing. But the problem with a lot of marriages these days that I've discovered is when the person was single, they had so many soul tie interactions with people. That when they get married, those souls are still operating in that person's soul so they can't be one with their spouse. Everybody say soul ties are real. Soul ties are real. And so soul ties can come in several ways. I'm going to go fast. The first way soul ties can happen is from loving someone. And this is why, uh, you, you know, you can grow up and not believe in homosexuality. Your parents taught you that wasn't right. The, the, you know, the church taught you wasn't right. But, but, but you interacted with another female if you're a female or a male if you're a male and it triggered something in you. And now that you know, here it is, you, you, you got a soul tie. You loving somebody you shouldn't love. Everybody say loving someone. Here's a, here's a second one. It's liking someone. You can get a soul tie from liking someone. Amen. And cause when you like them, you spend time with them. I'm talking about just one of your co-workers at work, you know. You you like them, so y'all talk and y'all spend some time, but you can develop a soul tie with them. Here's number three, living with someone. That's not just shacking, but you can develop a soul tie with your parents. That's not a bad soul tie per se until your parents now, because see, most people don't know how to control the relationship from when they were single and uh, 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 with their parents and then when they get married. Mama can't control your relationship or shouldn't you control your relationship after that? Amen. That's why I told a man to leave your father and your mother and leave them. So you can develop a soul tie by living with someone. Here's another one. By lusting after someone. Amen. You can develop a soul tie. You can develop a soul tie by listening to someone. Just being on the phone, talking to them regularly, you can get a soul tie with a person like that. And then, here's one. You can get a soul tie by laying with someone. Say amen to all of those. So the prevention of, of, of sex. Let's just talk about how to prevent this because it's sex has become so normal that people put it on Instagram and on social media like it ain't nothing. Amen. So, 
if I can get a strong soul tie with God, listen, then my future relationships will be monitored by that. Mark chapter 12, verse 30 says, and you shall love the Lord. Watch this church. Love the Lord your God with how much? All of your heart, with all of your what? All of my soul. And with all of my mind and with all of my strength, I want you to notice and you can go through the Bible. You're not going to find it where it told you to love a person with all of your soul. It only told you to love God with all of your soul. So Psalm 97.10 says, you that love the Lord hate evil. He preserves, listen, the souls of his saints and he delivers them out of the hand of the wicked. Deuteronomy 30.19 says, I call heaven and earth as a record against you. That I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life that you and your seed may live. Watch verse 20. That you may love the Lord your God and obey his voice and thou shalt cleave unto him. Listen to that. For he is your life. Developing a soul tie with God, listen, will influence your heart to obey. And so if you will strengthen the soul tie with God, meaning that you're going to have to change how you think. And you're going to have to change what you do. But see, you won't change what you do until you change how you think. Amen. And see, some things that we've accepted as the world as okay, but it's not okay with God. And next week, I'm so glad we're going to have a sex therapist on the panel to talk about some of the things that sex as a single person, what it does to you because... Uh, it's damaging to you. And if you really got a revelation that it's going to damage my future marital relationship, you would stop. Amen. And I know some now. I'm, uh, okay, so put, put your hand up. Put your hand up. Put your right hand up. Say, he swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help him God. Okay, so you may not agree with me, and it doesn't matter if you do, because I, I can show you scripture where anytime you and I fulfill the lust of the flesh outside of a marital relationship, it's sin. So I know some people that, well, I'll just masturbate and just keep myself happy. Oh, it's quiet in here, ain't it? The problem with that is, first of all, it's outside of God's parameter to fulfill yourself. Okay, that's number one. Here's the bad one. Number two, you can develop such a habit that when you get married, your partner will not satisfy you. No, that's a real thing. You can get so used to helping yourself that when dinner is being served... You'd rather have leftovers. Hello. <sighs> Can I tell you something? When you're content with God, you won't be desperate for a mate. Wow. Thank you. I didn't expect claps on that. Praise the Lord. Okay, so let me hurry up here. So here's the question. Here's the question. Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready? How do you stop having sex? How do you do it? Well, it started with what y'all did last week, and that is you got to make a decision first. Because, see, once you, if you don't make a decision, you stay double-minded. And a double-minded man is what? And that's why you jump in and you jump out. 
Right? So the first thing is you, get, you just got to repent and say, okay, you know what? God, I need you to forgive me. And then we're going to renounce some soul ties in just a minute. But I'm just going to talk about the steps on how do you stop. How do you stop having sex? First, you repent. And then the second one is that you represent. Romans 12, 1 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present. Watch this. Here we go. You present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God. Watch this. Which is your reasonable service. You're going to have to present your body to God. And it's going to be hard doing that. Especially on a consistent basis. And it's really going to be hard when you get into ungodly relationships. It's very difficult. So you repent. You represent. Here's the third one. You renew. Romans 12 talks about, two says, be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that we can prove what's good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. And here's what happens when you get involved physically with someone. Your mind stays in the unconformed. You know, it says, be not conformed to the world. When you are involved with someone sexually and you're not married, then you're functioning with the mindset that you are conformed to the world. Once you are conformed to the world, the scripture just told us that we won't be able to prove what's good and what's acceptable in the perfect will of God. And so many people, listen, distortion happens when you are involved like that because your mind is operating as if it's still conformed to the world. Therefore, distortion takes place because you can't hear the will of God for your life. And so the worst time to make decisions when you're in a bad relationship or wrong relationship, the worst time to make a decision is when you're in that. Get out of it first. Amen. Make the decision to get out. So you renew. You got to renew your thinking. The word does that. Psalm 19.7 says the law of the Lord or the word of God is perfect and it converts the soul. You, listen, the word of God can actually convert your soul back to where it was. But you have to stay celibate enough for that word to get inside. And then the third, the fourth thing, which is hard, is that you have to remove yourself sometimes for some places, from people, and some stuff. Amen. Ephesians 5.11 says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. He said, but rather reprove them. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, be not deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. 1 Corinthians 15.33, I don't know what version I put here, but it says, do not be deceived and misled. Evil companionships, communions, and associations corrupt and deprave good manners and morals and character. So you got to remove yourself. And I know you want to be a part of the group. But if the, if, but, but, but if you know what the group is into, you can't do it. You say, Pastor, I'm already lonely. Let me tell you something. A lot of times before God takes you to another level, He tries to put you at a level by yourself. It's not isolation, it's consecration. Let me tell you something. When you're single, you better learn to hear the voice of God because when you get married, you're going to hear all other kind of voices. Amen. So you're going to have to remove yourself. And then number, number, whatever number I'm on, you're going to reach out for accountability. Now this one, most people, I'm on number five. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. Most people don't want to reach out for accountability. 
Because they don't want people to know what they're in. But let me tell you something. If you got some good spiritual friends, they can smell sin on you. Girl, you smell that? No, I'm good. You smell that? Maybe that person cologne walked by. No, no, I don't think it's that. You got to reach out for accountability. Come on. If your best friend knows that your ex-baby daddy was your good thing. Well, let me say it like this. Had a good thing. That's right. I'm going to say it like that. And you run back to it. You, I don't want nothing to do with him. Yeah, I know you don't. You're just getting your little fix. Well, I get that. But what, what you don't understand is that soul tie is just gripping you even stronger. So you got to reach out. For, and then here's the last one. We're closing. We're going to pray over soul ties right now. It's 1227. I'm doing good with time. This one right here. You got to just run. You got to run. You got to run. You got to run, Forrest. You walk by faith, but you're going to run out of that situation, though. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 18. What's the first word? First, first two words in that verse, church. Flee. Fornicate. That word flee means to run. Let me tell you something. Sin comes in all different kinds of packages. Some you like, some you may not even like. The devil is just trying to see what you do like. I never forget years ago, I was, uh, coming out of the, a soup place and, uh, uh, I had forgot something. So I think it was, went back to get some, some pocket handkerchiefs. I can't remember, but I had went out of the store and I came back in. And so when I was coming in the store, uh, there were some ladies that was coming at the same time and, you know, I'm, I hold the door and I let, I let them in. And so, uh, one of them was, uh, a, a straight lady and the other lady I could tell was, uh, was a lesbian, you know. It wasn't hard. I'm not judging them. That's that's what it was. You know, it's easy to see these days. Well, not really, but yeah. <laughs> I could tell on this one. So anyway, this the lesbian gave me this look, right? So I went on about my business. And so the salesman comes over because she says something to him. But she, the salesman who was helping me comes back over to me and says, Hey, Pastor Connor, I know you don't care about this other stuff. But uh, that lesbian over there said that if if uh, if he was open, he would she would change side back. She would go back on the other side for you. No, she said that. She told him that if I was willing, she would go back and be a lady for me. I was like, see, that just shows what size she really ought to be on right there. That's what I told the salesman, right? So I get ready to leave and, you know, uh, she says, you sure are handsome. You are a beautiful man. I said, thank you. And I walked on out. I ain't trying to convert her. I'm not going to try to convert her. Everybody said, you got to run. 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 It says flee fornication. Every sin that a man does is without the body. 
but he who commits fornication, listen to this, they sin against their own body. He says, what? Know you not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? He says, you have been bought with a price, therefore glorify God. How, church? In your body. And where else? In your spirit, because they both are, they're both of God's. And so, some of you did not realize the soul tie connection that takes place when you get involved with somebody. And some of you have never renounced that. Uh, when I marry people now and when I have my pastors to marry them and they use the vows, one of the things that I do at the end of the ceremony is I pray over the couple. And then what I do, I break every soul tie that they have had in their life up until this point. And because soul ties cannot, if they're not godly soul ties and they're not good soul ties, they're not going to be good soul ties. And so some of you all have soul ties with, with baby mamas and baby daddies and ex-boyfriends and ex-lovers and ex-this and ex-that and ex-lax and everything else. So we're going to renounce. So you say, well, Pastor Evan, what's renounce? It's like this. The kingdom of God works this way. He says, when you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and then he says, and believe in your heart. See, you, you can't believe until you say it. So the first step is you got to renounce it. The second thing that happens is Jesus said, whatever we bind on earth, he's going to bind it in heaven. He didn't say he bound it in heaven first. He said, no, no, whatever you bind on earth shall be what? Bound in heaven. And then whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed where? You got to be willing to let it go. And then the third thing is this is how you walk out your deliverance. You find a good solid verse that you can confess. So when temptation knocks, because temptation is going to knock. Some of y'all probably last week got text messages or phone calls from people that you ain't been with in so long. It was like, how did they, how did they remember? They didn't even come up in your phone. That's how long it's been. You done changed phone three times. I'm talking to somebody right now. You got a text or a call this past week from somebody and you're like, what? Opportunity. Run. Amen. That's how the devil wants to hook you. Who did that happen to this week? Who did it happen to? This, that, that, dog, more than, oh. See, y'all want to keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. I'll look at, I'll, just out of the blue. Jesus. He after y'all. Y'all see that? If, if, if I was the devil, and I don't praise the devil, but he's good at his job. Man, I would send folks your way and I would make sure they fine, they beautiful, they wonderful and all of that. But you don't know they got a hook in them. So we're going to renounce this today. Are y'all ready? All right. All right. right. You know what? Uh, Let me see how I want to do this.
okay, wow, this is very different. I'm not sure if we have enough for this, but we're going to try. Somebody bring me a, a box of tissue. Bring me a box of tissue. Okay, thank you, Gino. Appreciate that. All right, so... This is going to be very strange, but I believe in prophetic gestures. The Bible says, if you obey the prophet, you prosper. I just believe that you just obey. So all I saw is everybody having a tissue, one tissue. And we're going to tear the tissue in half, which represents the breaking of soul ties. So I need everybody to get some tissue. Everybody. Everybody get some tissue. Don't tear it yet. Don't tear it. I'm going to give you instructions. Everybody get some tissue. If you got tissue in your purse, you can use yours. Get tissue, tissue, tissue. If you're at home, go get a paper towel. You need them. You need paper towel. Go, <laughs> go get some paper towel. Get some paper towel. It's okay if somebody else touch it. You're not going to blow your nose with it. Okay, we don't need no hand sanitizer. Did you sanitize your hand? No, we don't need none of that. You're just going to tear the tissue. Just going to tear it. Everybody, now if you don't want your soul put back together, don't take one. If you don't, you ain't ready for this, then just, just don't worry about it. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody tell Miss Tam we're going to need some more tissue next week. <laughs> we gonna need some tissue. We gonna need some tissue. She gonna be like, "What happened to all the tissue?" Okay, who does not have a tissue? Raise your hand. You know, but this will work for married people too. But anyway, uh, raise your hand if you don't have a tissue. Raise your hand. They're gonna get you one. Anybody else? Oh my God, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Everybody got one? Raise yours up if you have it. Raise yours up, raise it up. Okay, all right, good, 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 good. You know what, why don't you stand up right there at your seat. Stand up. Can I have another one, please? Thank you so much. Thank you. Now, if you're at home, I gave you enough time to go get some, get some paper towels or something. So here's what I want you to do. All the people that you know and all the people you remember, and all those situations, I want to think about them. I ain't asking you to think about them. I want you to think of them right now because they're going to represent being on this tissue. Because we about to tear them off. So I'm going to pray first. And then I'm going to lead you into a prayer. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, you said whatever we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Hallelujah. Before I finish praying, look up at me. 
because somebody, the devil told somebody this, okay? And it, you, you have to understand when I'm up here, I hear stuff, right? And I know it's God. So I'm going to tell you what the devil told somebody in here. He said, that's not going to work. It's a tissue. But see, the Bible says that the handkerchiefs of Paul is what healed people. If God can use a handkerchief to heal somebody, he sure can use a tissue to deliver somebody. Don't you let the devil lie to you like that. Okay, let me finish praying. (laughs) If he interrupted me, I got to say it. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your people. Thank you for their obedience. Thank you that whatever we bound on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Father, as I, as they obey prophetic instructions, I thank you for people and places and situations being loosed from their lives in the name of Jesus. I want you to repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, today... I surrender to you. I repent from what I've done. And today, I declare out of my own mouth that I'm free. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Thank you today that I'm free from every person that I have a negative soul tie with today is broken as I tear this tissue I thank you for ripping them out of my soul out of my life out of my mind strongholds of soul ties you have to go today in the name of Jesus I bind soul ties on earth right now heaven I command you to cause soul ties to be bound in my life I now lose soul ties from my soul right now in Jesus name and I declare that the heavens are loosing soul ties from my life right now In Jesus name. And father. I thank you. That as this tissue rips. Freedom is coming. Freedom is coming. Release is coming. In the name of Jesus. And I declare. And I tear. Come on. Begin to tear right now. Say I declare. And I tear. I declare. And I tear. In Jesus name. And Lord, I praise you right now for being free in the name of Jesus. Glory. Come on, I want you to praise him for being free right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I declare freedom and I thank you for a manifestation of freedom. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Some of you all have had panic attacks because of soul connections 
But those panic attacks have been broken right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Let's sit tight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. So look up at me. Let me give you the last bit of instructions. Do not. Say do not. Do not text them. Listen and say, I don't let you go. I've released you. I forgive you. Don't do none of that foolishness. But God tell us to forgive. Forgive him on your own. Don't contact them. Don't text them. Don't call them. Don't do none of that stuff. And some of you, when they, because I, I didn't know that many of y'all got text and phone calls. Listen, when it happens, do not respond. When you want to respond, that's your flesh. So what you need to do, you say, well, what do I do, Pastor Evan? Block them. Block them. What's another way to keep people from getting in your DMs and stuff? What do you do? Block them. Yeah, block them. Block them. Block them. Block them. And then there's a way that, you know, you say, well, I can't block my baby daddy because he, we still got kids and all that. That's fine. But what you can do is when he or she, baby mama, responds to you in a crazy way, don't even respond. Just, just, just say, oh, they had a foolish moment and just keep going. Don't do it. Amen. Did y'all get something out of the message today?